Craig, but hundreds of episodes of that intro and that song still never gets old. Yeah, it really doesn't. I uh, enjoy it a great deal. It's a belter, yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, great. So uh, I'm really, really, really enjoying that. Um, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Um, I, I'm John Anderson. I am in charge tonight, uh, replacing the 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 host that is normally here, Cammy Black, or. Um, uh, normally the, the boss would we call him the boss Craig would that be fair uh, moderator someone who Moder- keeps us ragtag bunch of idiots and con- under control I, th- I, th- I spent quite a while referring to him as uh, the divine leader so I'm not entirely well, sure could... no no I'm quite happy with divine leader it fits in with the whole cult thing okay with that <laughs> <laughs> of course. Anyway, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Uh, I hope uh, I hope we're going to have quite a few joiners. Uh, we we've got a fairly fairly 
interesting show tonight. We've got a wee bit of a review of the season gone by, Glasgow and Edinburgh's uh, respective fortunes. Uh, we're going to cover some of the news that's popped out this week as well, because peak Scottish rugby, Craig, uh, we thought, we'll have a quiet one, we'll just do a wee review of the season, we'll wind down, we'll get our speedos on and we'll head off on our holidays. Right. And, Scot- and Scottish rugby likes to do what Scottish rugby does. Yeah, decides to dump all of its news in one go virtually. Uh, so uh, to give us a, a bit of interesting chat and uh, and uh, hopefully um, tonight I'm not going to be talking to myself for a little bit of time while you go off and shout at the neighbours or answer the door. For your pizza I mean, there's, there's every possibility you'll end up having to do a monologue, Craig. So I think you just need to embrace this <laughs> as part of the experience. So just just get ready because it may happen, right? Uh, anyway, tonight's tonight's show, as I've alluded to, we will review the the URC Jay Z Championship, uh, the respective fortunes of Glasgow and Edinburgh. However. We are only going to give you a taster, a small piece of that review, because obviously we have a Patreon channel, and we will be doing quite a lot of that behind the Patreon. Because guess what? Some of us may want to swear about that uh, season review. So uh, if you head over to Scottish Rugby um, Patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast, you can pay three pounds a month. You can get yourself exclusive content, including our Hands on the Rock section, which is our sweary business where we uh, set the world to rights every single week. Um, I think it's absolutely worthwhile. But you will, if you choose to stay on Council Telly tonight, you will get plenty of content. So do not worry your pretty little socks. You will be just fine. Uh, we will. We'll have guests joining us through the night, I believe. I think some of the stragglers who kid on they play rugby may join us, but uh, we will see that may happen in due course. Shall we start with the news, Craig? Yes, fire away. Where would you you like to start? Would you like to start at Edinburgh? Let's Let's start at Edinburgh. Well, we may as well start where all the good news is coming from. Mind you, you've got some good news this <laughs> uh, uh, this this, uh, this week. Um, yeah, um, I think the 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 main two um, is Callum McRae's left uh, the building, um, as returning. Uh, he's leaving the coaching team and has uh, is leaving to return to um, Benetton. Um, where he did a, he played for a long time, um, and he's taken up a, a very very similar role, um, but quoting um, um, uh, family, you know, to to help spend time more time with his family. I, I don't know whether that means he's he's um, the, 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 what we're all kind of thinking is that he's heading off because his family are from Italy and they feel more settled over there if they are they might, I might be completely wrong but they obviously seem to be more settled over there so that he's decided to go back so um it's, it's gonna be a loss it's a it's a huge loss actually um given that Edinburgh's, edinburgh's defense in particular this season has has sought a real step up so i yeah. saw a lot of fans on on twitter particularly saying you know that's a, it's a massive loss and um there's a lot you can, and it, it, it kind of it touches on something we we've talked about this in the podcast before that all these guys are human beings, right? And ultimately, you know, we always have the every time someone doesn't sign a contract or does sign a contract elsewhere, you hear the why didn't the SRU just sign them? Hmm. 
and fan, fans are very good at that. And yes, I am criticising Scottish rugby fans. It is <clears> eight <throat> minutes into the podcast. Here we are. We're straight, straight off the bat, we are going for it tonight. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's start as we mean to go on. Um, fans do criticise the SRU a lot for, like, what, why didn't you just sign him? And it's like, well, actually, do you know, he's taken up a similar position at a team that generally Benetton, you know, can be considered a lesser team than Edinburgh. Hmm. So clearly there's something else at play there. And, you know, it's not about professional development. It is clearly, as they've said, about family circumstance. And, you know, sometimes you just can't, you can't mitigate for that. So um, we need to, we need to be a wee bit more aware that there is human beings involved in all this. And sometimes humans make interesting decisions. So, other piece of news from Edinburgh is that Glenn Young has signed. What what type of contract has he signed, Craig? Is it? Um, it looks like it's just. Is it? It's well, it, it, they haven't mentioned it as such in all most of the press releases. But Mike Blair is quoted saying that he's going to be staying with us for next year. So, I would, uh, from what we can tell, it's a it's a it's a, a year extension at the moment, um, extending his stay with us. But um, as as he's been named in the Scotland squad. Um, uh, that's that's hopefully hopefully he's going to be heading out to at least Chile. Um, then you might find that he hopefully we'll keep him and um, he's performed incredibly well for us um, since he signed uh, from Newcastle. So no, actually it was Harlequins he came from, but he was with Newcastle before that. So uh, yeah, uh, fingers crossed we can keep him. Although he's he's twenty seven, so you know he's 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 rattling on in age. You know he's not exactly <laughs> young. Listen to me, the old boy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's coming into his prime, Craig, is what I think we call that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's, got, he's got another 10 years before he reaches his true prime, though, as as we would well attest. So, <laughs> so no, it's, it's great. I think he is. He's one of the performers. And it's it's that balancing act that the 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 pro clubs have to do where, you know, we've got obviously Super 6 players coming through, but also they've got to balance out Scottish internationals versus guys that are going to be available the vast majority of the season, you know, barring, you know, obviously Glenn Young's going on uh, on a Scotland tour this summer, and that's amazing for him, and I'm really, really pleased for him. Ultimately, he's quite far down the pecking order, so Mm. it's unlikely he's going to be away for a Six Nations or an Autumn International or a World Cup, but that's not to say he doesn't hit the ground running this season and absolutely push himself into contention. But, you know, the gamble is there that he should be available most of the season. He's a very, very solid player. Uh, so, great signing. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, if I remember correctly now, I don't know, if, I think it was the Blue, well, Cardiff, I think you were playing against. He did outrun, outrun their, their fullback and one of their wingers to score a try. It might have been Brief, actually. But um, it was. Uh, say, if it was Cardiff, it wasn't it Dan Fish, was it? Because I mean, I think you could outrun him. <laughs> Less, I'm no disrespect, no Craig. I'm saying no but... more. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know what to think about that comment. <laughs> I, I, I would take it as a compliment from your best bud. <laughs> Yeah, so so really positive news from over the road. Obviously, losing Cal McRae is not, not as great, but I'm sure you'll find Mike Blair will have his contacts and I'm sure you'll be bringing in the next great defence coach. Uh, or have you That'll replaced be- him? No, not yet. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I think there's uh, there's more pressing um, 
coaching issues um, along the road. So uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the SRU have got their hands full at that moment in time. Are you suggesting that the SRU are equitably treating both teams and, and prioritising the, the resources accordingly? I'm, say, I'm saying I'm saying that they're looking across both teams and thinking, well, Edinburgh are in a pretty good position at the moment. Maybe we need to sort out the coaching team. And from what I can tell in the news, it looks like they have sorted it out, even though they haven't announced everyone, because it seems very, very interesting what's just happened today. Yeah, so the news coming out across uh, my side of the MA is that Pete Horn has been recalled from his oh, six-month exile at Ayrshire Bulls. <laughs> the chosen <laughs> one. Glasgow Warriors as the chosen one has returned. The prodigal son is back with us um, <coughs> after a six-month secondment to the Ayrshire Bulls. Uh, Pete is back with the Warriors. Um, looking forward to getting tore in about his coaching career now. He was at pains to note in his press conference how long he had actually been coaching for. Um, you know, reminding people that it wasn't just the six months, he had been coaching a lot towards the end of his playing career as well. So yeah, it's uh, great to great to see Pete back and obviously you know him very well, Craig. So Well, I don't know him as well, Jock. Um but uh, he's a you know, I think, as everybody knows, and we've talked about this for a long, long time, he's an incredibly knowledgeable player, one of the one of the more, more knowledgeable players on the circuit. Um and um you know what happened with Air and his results with Air really shouldn't be shouldn't be looked upon um, as he's as he's coaching um, qualifications. I think he has been coaching with GHA, I think it was, for some time, and um, uh, he knows his stuff. So coming in as skills coach for Glasgow, I think is uh, is um, uh, a very interesting appointment, and it also means that they must have someone in place or. Um, they know or someone has agreed verbally that they're coming in because they wouldn't replace a coach without putting someone in who may then just clear out all the coaches and put other people in. Well, yes, yes. And let's let's call that the land of sanity. Where <laughs> coaches can come in and everything is as it's meant to be. Yes. There's no <laughs> for me, there's no there's no doubt that's that. Yeah, that that should be how things have transpired. They may have a a verbal agreement from someone. They're just not releasing it yet, and that would be great. What it could be is that they've said to all the candidates for the Glasgow job, "You're not replacing any of your assistant coaches. It's you and you alone." And in you come. And by the way, we've hired Pete Horn as well because he's really good. Well, that that may be the way, John. But any coach worth their worth their salt is going to say, "Well, no." no. To that, yeah. Um, because if you want me to take this team, that's that's after my rant last week. I have to say, is is not in the doldrums as such. They've had a few a bad run of games, but they're not in the doldrums. Um, I think um, you know if you're going to take that team from here to there. You need autonomy. If I was a lead coach or director of rugby, I'd be saying I want autonomy on who I bring in and who, what we do. You know. Let me just throw two names at you then, Craig. Um, well, actually, I'll, I'll throw three, three or four names actually. But let's go. Ooh, with here we go. Two, 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 two that you will will know very clearly. So yeah. you're talking about autonomy. 
Richard Cockrell came into the Edinburgh job. Mm-hmm. And who was his attack coach, and who continued to be his attack coach? Attack coach. Yeah, I understand that. Duncan Hodge, correct. Yeah. Um, did any coaches shift under Cockrell for that first period? No, no, they absolutely did not. I understand that. Dave Rennie done the exact same when he came into Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Dave Rennie is not a coach of you know. We could describe Dave Rennie as many things, but uh, headstrong. We would not uh, necessarily that that that, that is fair. Um, and he kept the same coaches. So I, 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 I agree with you. I think any coach worth their salt should be putting their foot down and saying, yeah, I'm bringing my own staff, I'm bringing on my own team, and absolutely not. We're not doing this, SRU. Mm, yeah. But let's let's see what happens. But I, I, I hope that they've got a, a preferred candidate in mind and that's been signed off and Pete Horn is going to get a fair shot at the whip and isn't going to find himself... Replacing an interim coach after six months. The the reason I the reason I comment the way I'm commenting is the fact that um, I'd see the point if it's well that it's very dependent on the contract that Pete Horn is on, but I I certainly wouldn't have thought they would have replaced that coach um, or brought Pete Horn in on a new contract without having some without having the new head coach or lead coach knowing about it. Um, at this point, I'd see the point if it was six months ago or a year ago, and he yeah, signed totally. a contract and said, "Look, go away to get your go away with the air because we need you down the air." But you're actually a Glasgow Warriors skill coach, and you're going to come back to it. But that's not how they've announced it, so it's a dependent. It's very dependent. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, so we've had a comment from Sue tonight. Any idea what Greg Laidlaw is doing next? His contract was up with the Shining Arcs. Uh, I would imagine that. Whatever Greg Laidlaw is doing next, it does not involve doing the roadworks at the uh, at the M8, frankly. Because <laughs> um, the guy, so uh, it's a fair, it's a fair, a fair shout, right? But ultimately, you're talking about a guy who has had a very, very long and you know at times good uh, professional career. Um, but there's no indication that Greg Laidlaw wants to be or has any inclination to be a coach whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 um he's got a very successful he's a partnership and very successful management company if I remember it correctly. Does, yeah, that's right. Um, so you know, but then on the other side of things, if he pops his head up and becomes a defensive coach for Edinburgh, I don't think you'd see me complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can you? Oh, Craig. Honestly, if that happens, that first week where that happens, I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> it's going to. It's what do you like, mean you're going to be insufferable? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to be more insufferable. That's going to be like. There's just going to be about an hour of me posting videos of Greg Laidlaw missing tackles. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to enjoy it. Like, That's true. Well, I won't. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? That being being rubbish at defence doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad defence coach. No, that's as true. Ronan Agara has proven. Absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's exciting to see Pete back at Scotston, and I just worry. I worry it's a knee jerk reaction. I don't want to be this guy again, but I worry that we're just doing it because that's what the fans want. And uh, yes, we sacked Danny Wilson because that's what the fans want. But also, let's be honest, we sacked Danny Wilson because the 
results were stinking. Um, we hired Al Kelk as, C, uh, as MD because that's what the fans wanted. We've, you know, we've now brought back Pete Horn. I hope it isn't because that's what the fans wanted. Pete Murchie is there because the fans thought that was good as well. There just seems to be a wee bit of a pattern here. So let's see. Yeah. Results. Is, is Pete Murchie going to be announced as the new coach? That's the question. Oh, dear God above. Hopefully not. <laughs> Can you imagine? There'll be 15s everywhere just going, ugh. Great. Well, after the thing is, after the weekend, I don't. I think there's a lot of people not wanting Lancaster anymore. So uh, we'll wait and see. Well, exactly. Yeah, all of Ireland are done with him now. So he can, he can... <laughs> oh well, maybe yeah, he can, maybe then you might get him then if he's if exactly. he stops going down. The Irish don't want him. I loved, I loved the rumor mill going into overdrive when um, Leinster announced a new assistant coach, yeah, Andrew Goodman was announced by Leinster and the, the rumour mill went into absolute chaos and it was like no he's replacing Felipe Contopomi and right. actually Lancaster's listed as a senior coach so he's not an assistant yeah. coach uh, so you know yeah, actually what we're saying no what are you saying I was just, just... Busy. actually what we're saying is Lancaster runs the show and Leo yeah. Cullen's the figurehead there yeah, he's the director of rugby, really, isn't he? Leo Cullen yeah. and, 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 and Lancaster is the head coach. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, nah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Okay, final piece of news. Well, second final piece of news, because we've got one more. I'm not even calling it news, actually, Craig. We've okay. got one more agenda item before we go on to rip Glasgow and celebrate Edinburgh um, <laughs> for finishing seventh in the table when we finished eighth. Um Rob Harley's new destination has been has been announced unsurprisingly to those who know the scholar of Le Francais himself. Rob Harley is taking his ginger barnet and he is off to Cascaron uh, in the Pro Dudu and will be signing a two-year contract with them uh, to play in yellow and black. And I can just say from the pictures, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. His complexion, he is not a yellow... He, put it this way... He couldn't sign for wasps, right? He's he's <laughs> definitely like there's, I think like a Toulon sort of like gig, like a, a black and red. I can see like Toulouse maybe. Mm, yellow and black is not his not his jam. Well, he's he's just fitting in perfectly to uh, a pro de to um, uh, eye gouging. Ear biting side, uh, <laughs> well, we'll f- with with his with his um his uh, penalty record, he's just going to fit in perfectly well. But what I did love so much, funnily enough, I didn't realise that Ginger Bob was English. Um, after you know, I thought he was, I thought he was a Scotsman, you know. So it was interesting when they uh, they announced it with a wee uh, um. Uh, what's the word? Uh, the, the wee English flag the English in the bottom flag. corner. Yeah. So, I, I, I feel that maybe some marketing executive in France has just simply looked at Rob's wiki page and went, <laughs> Ah, born and crew. Oh, yes, that's the Langleterre, c'est super. Le, 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 and popped it in there. And right. uh, I, they've not really considered that he is big, ginger, and Scottish. Uh, so, but then, but to be honest, they have got it right if he's born and crew. So you know, yeah, 
Eligibility more than crazy, so there we go. Eligibility criteria here, bro. Like we're going down <laughs> a sticky route. This this top's going to get more of an outing than I realised tonight if we keep going this route. Uh, so yeah, uh, so Rob, Rob Rob the Englishman is away to Cascaron and is he's signed a two-year deal. He is only thirty-two, lest we forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is is not is not a massively old age for back rows. Um, admittedly, back rows who've maybe grown a wee bit of a dad bod recently, he probably you know will split his time between six and four. But mm-hmm. uh, I think you know, great opportunity for him to go and explore a new culture. We've seen lots of older players go down to France and actually really enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he'll top up his pension. Well, I think he was holding out for Tim Swinson's birth at uh, Saracens, um, but uh, he never got it. So, Of course, that's another piece of news. Yes, Tim Swinson, the eternal retirement man, has retired again. Let's see if this one lasts more than two days before some <laughs> cash cow suitor comes tearing it up. We gave him a bloody eulogy. We gave him absolute... Oh, Timbo. Oh, Timbo, you were great. Oh, lest we forget. Oh, there we go. Eyes off this saris of all the... Ah! Yeah. 41, 41 caps for them as well. You know, I would have thought he would have stayed on for it to see if he could get 50, but... Uh, ah, you know, he's, yeah, exactly. He's done very well, do not he? I'm, I'm sure you got a house and car at 50. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so, right. Final piece of news, Craig. Um, and I will come to you for this, given your uh, position as resident podcast uh, women's rugby specialist. Well, until I can be replaced by a proper uh, by, uh, yeah, by an actual w- by an actual women's rugby expert. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. We could, but, we could uh... do with that, but <laughs> not not that I'm pushing you out the door. But you know. <laughs> Scotland, Scottish Rugby have announced their support package for the uh, the women's professional professional game. That's a loose term. The women's rugby team, um, yeah. with a view to moving into the World Cup year, um, they have announced uh, that they're going to up their support to approximately 500,000, um, yeah. which for 35, 34 players? 35 Thir- players? It's uh, where we now, if you'll excuse me reading here, it's 36 players. 36 um, players. Ahead of the Rugby World Cup, yes. Yes. Now, the concept behind this is that the players will be uh, supported with expenses f- such as, you know, missing work to go. And uh, I think there's an 11 week period that they're going to try and get the squad together completely. Uh, and that £500,000 will be used to support the girls in that. Um, mm. That works out approximately £13,888 per player if you split it equally, um, which it wouldn't be split equally because we know that there's there's players who are on uh, quite significant money at really good jobs and stuff, so 11 weeks of their wages will be quite high. Um, however... Let's let's address the elephant in the room. We've we've both had our uh, had some jibes on Twitter from folks, Craig, about not necessarily jumping behind the unprecedented level of support that the women's game have got. Um, it's easy to be unprecedented when the support they've had previously is rubbish. Yes, and and let me start um, by saying it's great that the SRU are finally 
um, announced something um, and that they have upped their funding um, f up until the Rugby World Cup. And then they're saying that they're going to then re-look at it and, 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 and go further. For me, and I've said this, I've said this, I said this on Twitter as well. I'm very, I, I, I want to be happy about it, and I want to tell everyone what a fantastic thing this is, and it's, yeah. it's great. And but the problem I have is that it seems to be Emperor's New Clothes. Um, they're saying that the funding model continues the the approach currently in place. So basically, what they're saying is, we're not going to we're not going to make um, these players. Uh, professional. No. We're not going to give them a, a, a living wage so that they can they can spend all their time on rugby and nothing but rugby. Um, we're going to, you know, you 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 are going to we're, we're we're going to support them in every different way that they need to be supported. Now, yes, that's fabulous. They're going to support the players with more money, etc. That's great, but it's nowhere near where we should be, and we are now at this situation again, where we are asking our professional, our, our, our players to play at a professional level, but not be professional and not pay them, um, even if they even if they paid them thirty thousand pounds a year as a professional athlete, nowhere near the men's game, and nowhere near. Uh, what other uh, what other professional athletes can get, and I just feel, why should we be expecting um, our our male rugby players to play that play for Scotland um, to not have to think about getting a job in any other, not have to think about anything else other than rugby, 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 and perform to the highest level. And what we are going to, you know, know actually what we're going to do with, with, with the women is that they still have to have another job to supplant the income that they're, that they're um, uh, you know, to supplant the time that they're away from, from, from work. Uh, it, it's, it's absolute, for me, and I understand what other people have said on Twitter about, you know, they're disappointed that we might not be celebrating this as much as we want. I don't think there's a huge amount to celebrate. No, I agree. I agree. And it's, you know, let's give them the choice. I don't mind. If you turn around and say to someone who's a vet or a doctor, we want to pay you, this, if you want to become a professional rugby player for the next six years, we're going to pay you this amount of money for the year. If they want to give up being, you know, put on being a doctor on hold and go and play rugby like the men, like, like, so like Jamie Roberts has done, he's studied and he's become yeah. a doctor. But he's still a professional rugby player first, and then when he when he retires, he'll then go on and be a doctor. If they want to do that, that's great, and that's the that's because the it's not a matter of supporting them to be um, uh, to make sure that they're at eleven camps or eleven weeks worth of camps. We want them to be um, um, uh, continually working on their skills and their and their uh, physicality and their and their athleticism over the you know. Every day of the week with with a couple of breaks, you know that's what you want them to do. And I just find it absolutely crazy that we are behind the curve again, and then we're I'm supposed to sit here and celebrate that we're still behind the curve. Exactly. Yeah. No. So we've got some stats here from Katrina here. 
uh, compared to England, who pay a salary cap of 120,000 per team in the well, what is the the, the Premiership 15s? Mm. Uh, in 20, although, yeah, as, as you say, the salary cap for men is five million, it's quote, quote, it's it's <laughs> it's back down <laughs> to about five million as well, but obviously, they've still got marquee players. I think I think it really just it does speak to you either want your players to be professional or you don't, and there's enough money. There, whether pe- people always make the argument, where's the money coming from? Well, the money is coming from the fact we've got a men's game, right? We do have a men's game at the moment that is making money. There is a surplus in the SRU accounts. We have had the opportunity to invest in this. We have chosen. To Craig's great ire to invest elsewhere. Uh, we've chosen to put investments into uh, Beyond in France. We've chosen to put investments into Old Glory in the US. We have spent significant amounts of money on London Scottish. Have had money. We've you know we've we've put a lot of money into the men's game over the years. And ultimately, the money that you're talking about, you're saying five hundred thousand for a year in. To the women's game, mm. that is as big a slap in the face as you could possibly have. When you, when you think about, for example, Hugh Jones when he left Glasgow was rumored to be on three hundred thousand pounds a year. Mm. Stuart Hogg so when left is, Glasgow is, is, was on. Your... Sorry, well, the thing is, if you look at it, say... it's... Mm. <laughs> we're fighting uh-huh. today, mate. On you go. We are, we are. I was simply going to say, I was going to make some more examples. Stuart Hogg was approximately on 400,000. Alex Dunbar, when he retired, well, I say retired, when he moved to Newcastle prior to retirement, he was supposed to be on approximately 250 to 300,000 pounds. If we can afford to have players paid that in the men's game, we can afford to support the women's game. And you know what? It might mean that players in Scotland don't necessarily get paid as much as they sh- they believe they should. But there's a whole open market there. And, you know, I'm all for our talent. If they think they want more money, go abroad. Go and get flogged like Finn Russell. Accept the consequences of that. But we need to be making money for women's players to be made professional because there's no way we are going to com- be competitive. Look at England. If we're not a professional side, we are going to continually be talking about 60-point defeats as being, oh, well, that's progress. Mm. Well, if you, and it's, if a, you, it's a joke. If you break it down, um, you were just talking about, you broke it down to approximately £13,000 per per individual within within the 36 there. Well, that's what, that's what they're doing with Italy. Yeah. And Italy have come, you know, now, so... Have we decided that our that that we are happy to be funding to the same level as Italy, even though we're a tier one country? Um, it's, yeah. And and then on the other on the other side of things, um, we have to look at it's not you know they've not turned around and found five hundred thousand pounds down the back of the couch. It's they are investing in some more money to take it up to five hundred thousand pounds. <coughs> yeah. So, you know, so whether it, if it was four hundred and fifty thousand pounds last week, it's they've just chucked an extra fifty k in. Aye. I, I'm I'm not saying that's that that's exactly what it is, and I, I don't think it is because they, they haven't gone into it. But I just I just feel it's an it's a roundabout way of of them announcing something to make us think they're announcing something 
just to get us get people off their backs. And it just yeah. seems, you know, <coughs> it just seems, as I say, Emperor's New Clothes for me. It's really, it's really designed as a, it's an 11 week down payment on a training camp that we are putting into a World Cup. And it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic to think that we can, in 11 weeks, if we just pay our players relatively okay for 11 weeks and make sure their bosses aren't calling them in to come and do the you know work, come, in, come into their vet surgery, come in and be the doctors and lawyers and all the highly paid professions that we know these girls do, it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, if we just give them a wee bit of money for that and we get them in for 11 weeks, their performances will be slightly better than they would be if we didn't. And, you know, it's minimal money, minimal investment. And then we can forget about it because they're not going to qualify for the World Cup again because we're not going to invest in it. So let's just forget about it for a while. And then this whole women's rugby thing will die away and we can just, you know, we can get back to the real sport of, you know, making sure Glasgow and Edinburgh are funded. And, well, actually, we don't actually care about that either. Uh, Mm. Let's just make sure Scotland have got the players they need and that we've got a sellout money field because that's really all we care about. It's just, uh, as I say, um, I just that I just sounds get... really harsh, doesn't it? Well, the thing, the thing is, that also you've got to you've, you've got to look at students and the people and, and and the women that are playing rugby and aren't earning the sort of money that the doctors and the vets are earning and the lawyers are earning. Yep. And and uh, does that mean that they're getting thirty k and the doctors and the vets are getting two and a half grand to supplant their their time that they're off or what? You know. The, why Why can't they just turn around and say, we're going to make you a professional rugby player, you make your choices, um, the students that are coming through can still study, but they're going to be a professional rugby player first, and, and they can yeah. study, you know, they can study if they want, um, and if, as I say, I've said before, the vets, the doctors, the lawyers, well, they can take, to, they can decide, well, if you want to be a professional rugby player for for the next six years, then you're going to, you're going to get paid that amount of money you put your career on hold, and then when you yeah. when you when you finish up with rugby, you then move on. That's what the men do, and I don't understand why they can't, they I, can't I, have I, the same standards. Are you suggesting that a professional rugby player could also be a student, Craig? Are you suggesting that that's a possibility? I mean, University of Glasgow seem to think so, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- for some reason, only the male um, side of things yeah, can, uh, yeah, can, yeah, be a, yeah. can be a student at Glasgow University. Funny, funny that. So, no, I mean, it's for me. I know, I know, people are saying right, like it's a positive step, but do you know what? It's a pathetic step. It's a lip service step, and I really, really think like we've talked so much in this podcast about the potential we have. Funnily enough. 50, you know, 51.7% of Scotland is not male. And see if you give them the opportunity to watch people who they may then aspire to be or, you know, support, could relate to perhaps, uh, in a professional environment that is competitive. And, you know, you grew up watching, watching players, Craig, who you, you know, you watch Scotland players and you thought, bloody hell, I want to be that player. I want to, you know, and unfortunately Schumann came along a lot later for you. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's hard for you now because you've found your, your true calling. That's true. But, as, uh, as Schumann's lucky. I am. It's true. It's true. But, you know, <laughs> it would be so good for, for you know, young girls growing up just now to actually have players to, to look at. And, you know, I've heard stories 
about, you know, it's still the case where women's teams are not allowed to play in the first team pitch because that's the men's pitch. And, you know, this is still the case across the country. It is pathetic. This is a game, we claim this is a game for everyone. But all we're really saying is it's a game for everyone with a dick. That's all we've ever really said. I think it's, I think, you know, this year has been a more positive year. And um, I've seen a lot of um, social media activity of club dinners with the women's teams celebrating and, and being presented their yeah. awards with with the senior men, etc. And there's a lot of teams out there that 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 treat their women's team as part of the senior the senior squad, um, and 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 I think that's that's to be celebrated. And I think we we as Scotland were one of the most open minded countries in the world, one of the most liberal countries in the world. It just why can't you know? We would never ever go into well, it has been for a long time, but it, but nowadays we'd never go into a job and say right, um, this doctor because he's male is getting paid this amount of money, yep. and this doctor because she's she's female is getting paid this amount of money. Um, we are an equal society, or we're becoming more and more of an equal society, and I just think our, our sports stars should be treated the same way. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, as I say, it's I don't want to push it off as a as an uh, as something negative because I really do feel that that um, we're starting we're starting the ball rolling. But unfortunately, the ball has started rolling about five years ago, and it's still just crawling. We should be it should be up and running fully now. Um, and I, I'm really, I'm just disappointed with this this announcement. No, and that and that's fair. I think no one's saying it's not a positive step in terms of things moving forward. It just isn't the step that we wanted and the step we've been calling for as well. And you know, we've talked in the podcast about the cost of you know x amount of professional contracts for women at you know the rate that England players get paid, which is approximately thirty thirty thousand. You know, we're talking about money that I'm not going to say. Like, so there's there's priorities in rugby. There's priorities uh, for for both pro clubs. There's priorities for club rugby as well. You know, club club rugby just does desperately need funding, mm-hmm. but club rugby also needs. And you, you know, you're in a situation where. You're almost at that point, I think I talked about this previously, that you're almost at this point where we've got a real opportunity to, you know, almost, almost, right, think about the men's game, right? The chance of Scotland being world number one in the men's game, pretty non-existent given where we're at. Two pro clubs were, you know, we're so behind the curve. Um, we've done, re- we, are, we, we, we do actually punch above our weight a lot. Yeah. The opportunity for us in the women's game, the possibility of if we invest now, you know, yes, England are a mile ahead of us. Yes, New Zealand are a mile ahead of us. France are a mile ahead of us. But these, these, they're a mile ahead of us because they've paid money and they've started to build that culture. <clears throat> We're not as far behind these countries, despite the results and despite the way it looks. We wouldn't be as far behind these countries because we've not had a hundred years of history. Mm. Mm. Whereas we are so far behind New Zealand, we're so far behind those other countries. It's it's an opportunity that the SRU are not embracing, and they're blind to it. 
my fi- my my final words on it are, uh, are basically, it's like us going to the going to the Rugby World Cup with a super six side. I it is yeah yeah, and yeah, it's just not good enough. Yeah, well, no, anyway, yeah, yes, and no, Craig. It's it was a step down from that. It's not even a super six side. It's a West three side because we've not actually got any professionals in there, and actually everyone's a lawyer or a doctor, and they've not actually came to training on Tuesday because they couldn't they couldn't get time off work, and then we went to the World Cup. And so, and, and that's not like, the commitment of anyone involved. Oh God, and that, that's that's what I was just about to say. Look, look, I am not doubting commitment. I'm not doubting skills. I'm not doubting how good these players are. Um, that's that's absolutely not what I'm trying to say. I just feel that the governing body need to invest far more into the into the, the, into the Scotland body team. Are creating a situation where they've got their hands tied behind their back, their legs are bound, and they've got no chance of competing here. Mm. And until we get professional players, because that's what we were calling for, SRU, if you're having to watch this, that's what we're asking for. These are not professional players. This is a subsidy. This is the equivalent of giving a PhD student a bursary. Stop it and make them professional. Make them an offer to be professional. If they choose to go and continue to be a vet, that's fine. There will be players who want to be professional rugby players. Let that happen. It's an absolute joke. And we're now at 45 minutes, Craig. So I, I, I think we've got 15 minutes to, to tease, titillate, if you will, the Ooh. listeners into... I know. Oh, mama. Man, uh, <laughs> we can uh, te- tease and titillate into uh, our, our users, our, our listeners wanting to be part of our Patreon gang, patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. Um, but... Well, we do 15 minutes of kind of just light-hearted um, talking about Glasgow and Edinburgh seasons. Obviously, both both seasons are now over. Mm-hmm. We we both crashed and burned at the quarterfinal stage. Now, I know you guys are used to that, so that mustn't be a surprise for you. Go for Sorry, it's a legacy from the old Cockrell era. I think I'm feeling a wee bit of trauma because people are saying Glasgow need a Cockrell type. It's like, yeah, someone that's going to fail at every final they ever get into. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> no, it's, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, do you want me to rattle on about Edinburgh or you want to, and then we can finish with Glasgow or do you want to no, start with no. the negative and finish well, with the positive? Do you know what? Well, let's start with the negatives and then we'll okay. go into the positivity. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one for me because as we've talked about previously, both sides finished within a couple of points of each other. Yeah. And we've got two South African finalists, which I love, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's, I actually have just just won a bid on a Stormer's top. Hey! <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I was very pleased. Um, you know, it's it's one of these ones that I think I don't think the URC has necessarily been that good a change, but I like the dynamic and I like the fact that Leinster aren't winning. Um, so, from a Glasgow perspective, like the competition's never been higher, and actually Glasgow's performance has never been lower. 
well, it has been lower. That's a very bad statement to make, but in recent years, it hasn't been much lower. And the frustration for me for the season gone by was all like we've had so we've had so many conversations, Craig, as the years gone by of yeah, what you moaning about? You's won, or what you moaning about? You, you know, you you're you're in this position or that position, and it's like, well, yes. Let's see how it shakes out because I know where this goes. <laughs> like, there's a predictability of where this goes. There was a couple of really bad losses for Glasgow on the road in particular, but ultimately, it seems weird to most fans that you're judging a season on not not necessarily results like i think results results needed to be better and actually it was telling when the results were poor generally under townsend or rennie or even sean lenini if results were poor but there was performance there there was enough there for you to go do you know what yeah i can go back next week and i know actually i know where we're going and it's you know cammy's talked about this so many times in the podcast it's about understanding what is the process the guys are going through what is the decision making and where are they trying to go with this mm. and that's a high performing environment and i had no idea for two years where glasgow were trying to go i actually still don't have any idea where glasgow are trying to go but maybe once we've got a head coach and a, uh, an md who actually has a qualification uh then you know we'll have a chance of that it's a difficult one. I think. I think. I think Glasgow are at a point now. They they reached the peaks of winning the the, the Pro Fourteen and getting to getting to a final again with Dave Rennie. Um, I think where where the issue obviously, Dan Wilson maybe wasn't the best person to be put in charge. Um, almost a almost someone who who is who's there to kind of um, continue the SRU sort of vein of, of, of this is how we play, how we move forward. Whereas Dave Rennie at least came in and, and, and played exciting rugby and made the most of the players that he had in place. He may not have treated them as well as we've, to, we've talked about before, yeah. but um, I think he made the most of the players he had. I think where Danny Wilson has fallen down is he's got to, he's, he's, he's in Glasgow have fallen down and maybe are finishing the season in a in far more negative way than Edinburgh are, even though we're at a fairly similar level in the in, in the in the URC, is the fact that they've got very good signings that aren't performing. Yeah. And they also have Deadwood's the wrong word, but they have a lot of players that it's time for them to move on. Guys who um, reached the end of the line. Well, you know, I'm sure if they go somewhere else, like, for example, Tim Swinson, and they, they go somewhere else and they get, you know, a new a, a new fire in their belly for another team, now that's that's fantastic. And, and and I'm not calling for people to be sacked. I'm just saying that there's there are players within, and there's a good there's a good number of players within the Glasgow squad that, to be perfectly honest, you know, if I performed like they did uh, against Leinster. Um, in my job, I would have been fired, and 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 so you, you've got to think: is what are they actually doing it for? Are they doing it for a paycheck, or are they doing it for the Warriors badge, which all of the Warriors fans expect them to be doing? Yeah, and I, I think we're not unrealistic to expect that. You know, there is players that play 
professional rugby. We're not we're not we're not gonna beat that jingoistic drum of like professional rugby players should do it for the love of their city and their love of their club because it's it, it's a national game now and that's fine. But there is an element of excluding like whether it's Glasgow, Edinburgh, Scotland, Connacht, Leinster, whoever, there's an element of you've got a professional responsibility to yourself. Mm. You've got a professional like and and the guys you're talking about and you know, I I know we've talked about some of the players you're talking about, Craig, but ultimately they're, they're we're not talking about first or second year professionals. We're talking about experienced campaigners who are not going to be on small money because the yeah. the very nature of the beast is you don't necessarily stay in the SRU and stay on the same money. You know, these guys are not going to be, they're not going to be cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a, there is a, a, a real, I understand the concept of like, we need to keep experience in the team as well. And experience is invaluable. And actually you saw that, I haven't I haven't said this example recently actually, but actually you saw when it's it's very telling when Dave Rennie now Dave Rennie for all his fault, faults he was a good rugby coach. He knew how to get results. He knew how to get a team playing well, and he's done that with Australia as well. And you know he's got he's got himself in a position where he, you know he's a well respected rugby coach. It was telling that he brought Cully in and he brought Cully in and made him a captain. It was telling that he brought someone from outside the culture to kind of supplement and be part of that. And it was co-captain with Ryan Wilson, absolutely. But Cully was in charge, and Ryan Wilson's talked about this in podcasts as well. Like as soon as Cully was told you're co-captain with with Wilson, Wilson was like, "Yeah, really, mate, you're captain. Yeah, I, I know, I know my place here because he drove the standards, he set the standards, and that." Tells you everything you need to know that you're expecting a senior player like Ryan Wilson to set standards when he's already been told, you know what? No, you, you you're not capable of that. There's been so much broken with Glasgow for so many years, and we've talked about recruitment, we've talked about culture, we've talked about you know coaching, game plan, strategy, but ultimately, it does come down to those players and that personal responsibility and. I think coaches, the responsibility lies on them to tell these players that they're no longer good enough. But because a player's never going to do that, and an honest player, you know, the old, the old, uh, you know, the honest player looks in the mirror and all that. You know, that that's not really how professionalism works. And it also, it also, you know, the the whole honest player crap kind of comes along you know me as a player for example I had more doubts in my head that were more psychism you know more problems with 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 me as a person Aye. rather than me as a rugby player and yeah. so I think I think you know we have to be fair to these guys and Johnny always goes away oh they've got they've got mothers and fathers you know they've got, <laughs> you know but they are human beings and 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 yeah. you know people have off days the problem we have is that you know we, we and, and I think we mentioned it in Hands in the Rock um, a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, you've, you've got a captain there who is leading the team, who's supposed to be leading the team, and all he wants to do is get involved in fights and get involved in niggle. Now, 
people, we 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 as a as a rugby nation and as rugby players, a lot of the whole men men side of things is oh we love the niggle, we love the niggle. Now, a little bit of niggle is great, and and it shows that these guys are doing something and, and are, are are trying to. You, you you're expecting them to to give you commitment. The problem you have is that your captain should be the one that stands you back and says, "Whoa, that's enough now." We need to be concentrating on this, and unfortunately, the captain for Glasgow currently isn't, and it was proven not only in you know in three or four games, and 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 if you're continually going on and um and have sorry, I'm about to run out of battery here on my, on my laptop, um, but as if you continue to get penalties against you for stupid stupid things, then someone should be turning around to you and saying, "Whoa, you need to sort yourself out." So it is a really difficult situation, um, but I think Glasgow yes. will, will weather it and they'll come through it on the other side. You know, I, th- I think there is enough quality in that team, and that's part of the frustration. The, the the a lot of the players that have been signed are, and a lot of the younger players are of a quality that they should be really, really competing at the top level. Now I'm appreciating you plugging. If you plugged your laptop in now, I'm all sorted. Good, because I wasn't wanting you to cut out midstream here, Craig. Because <laughs> we're now going to move on to the other side of the M8. Um, your boys in the burnt orange and blue. Um, seventh position in the table. Quarterfinal mm. defeat. Doesn't yeah. sound massive, but mm. it's been a really positive season for you. So, four, four is yours. Yeah, I, I think... You know, um, for me, I think that, that if if you said to if you said to me at the beginning of the season, well, in fact, if you said to me when we found out that Cockers was going, um, that we'd be where we were, and and would be really really thankful for it, I'd be I'd be kind of questioning because you know, as as Glasgow fans and Glasgow as a whole have shown that. They're only below us by one position in the, in the, in the um, in the URC, and and it's and it's it's devastation. Um, whereas with Edinburgh, we're really up on our up on our toes and really enjoying ourselves. Now, I think there's been many different reasons for that. I think Mike Blair has come in and given the whole team a different outlook, um, which has then fed into how they deal with the fans. We've had this brand new arena, whether you whether it's a tent or whether it's a proper arena, that's up to you guys. Um, but you know, we've got a home now that we can go to. We've got, you know, just little stupid little things like you know, I, I feel like I'm always on the halfway line in the Lothian stand standing standing in the terrace. It feels like my place. It feels like somewhere that I want to go to. We we see the same faces. We have a chat with them. We have a laugh. We have a, a, a dig about the team that we're playing, or we have a dig about some of our players. The players come and talk to us. They, they they seem to be really enjoying themselves at the moment, and it's just that whole. Um, I'm not saying if we finish if we finish twelfth um, that we'd still be all excited and happy go lucky, but I think it's we've just. The enthusiasm has bubbled over into into our own lives with our team, and we've been in the doldrums for so long. We had a little bit of a false dawn, um, or a what, false dawn, no false, false. You know, uh, we we started off with Cockers, and he came in and really gave the 
gave the team a shake-up and we thought, this is fabulous. He's going to do something with his team. And then he kind of fell back into his old um, mm-hmm. Leicester Tigers ways of of, of man mountains, smash, 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 Hulk smash sort of thing. <laughs> and we, we, we didn't use the backs that we had. So it's really been, for us, me as a, as an Edinburgh fan, I, you know, I was quite, although the, as we've talked about that my, my season ticket has gone up because of, mainly because my son's now old, no longer qualifies for a child ticket, but I found a way to pay it because I just, I'm excited to be there next. I didn't want to lose my, my position. I, I was really, you know, I didn't want to lose my, 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 my seat. I, I, well, I stand, but my, my, my position where I stand. So, it's it's just it's an exciting time for us, and and what we now need to do next season is we need to dig in and we need to see what you know the Blair Kinghorn at ten, where that's going to take us, what what Mike Blair's going to do with his checkbook. Are we going to see some new signings coming in? Um, you know that I think um, Goosen um, has been a great signing. We'll wait and see how that pans out. So you know. Quite exciting, and, and it's, it's it's amazing that that we're in seventh, you're in eighth, and it we're so different. Yeah, it's really weird. It, it's it is really telling, isn't it? I think it is down to, and that this isn't this isn't a dig at Edinburgh at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it is down to maybe the history of where we've been, and oh, it is, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that frustration from Glasgow fans of having you know. Having been in a final three years ago, um, yeah. and just the absolute, de- you know, yes, the decline because actually, we we are just behind you in the standings, but ultimately we're miles behind you in the park, and I've I've alluded to that throughout the year that the way Glasgow are playing versus the way Edinburgh are playing. Well, I kind of like the way Edinburgh play. I like I like what you do. I like I like the way you utilise your backs. I like the way you actually play rugby. Whereas we had the Danny Wilson grand plan of let's take forwards who are not strong enough to play a forward based game, and let's run it through them till they get turned over, or we'll use the backs but on back foot, and then it comes down to magic from you know world class back talent that yeah. is there. Yeah, but it's like we're relying on individual brilliance and actually it reminds me a lot of Edinburgh under Cockrell because you guys at times were relying on individual brilliance your forward pack was so dominant but you were relying on when the ball ever went out with that pack you were relying on individual brilliance and it's where guys like Blair Kinghorn really came into their own you had the ability to really create and cut great lines from 15 at the time to 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 get Edinburgh scores and to 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 really push them forward, but it's not sustainable. And yeah, I think yeah, it, it's 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 so weird. And I think I'm so glad this season's over, uh, in a lot of ways. And I'm so glad that the SRU have acted quickly because I think we can rebuild now from a Glasgow perspective. And I think Edinburgh are building something really exciting. And what we've always wanted, and you know, despite the four rivalry that we've joked about for many, many months and many years, it's not really. We both want two pro clubs that are strong. We want both teams to be performing well. We want players to be, you know, playing well at them because ultimately we want a strong national team. We want, uh, we want, 
we want to have a laugh, but we want to do it from a position that neither team's, uh, you know, it's great to have that excitement of both teams being quite good and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, you're quite good and you'll beat them and we'll beat them, but actually, oh, wait till 1872 time. That's going to be great. So I think, and I think the statement from the SRU really acknowledged that as well. Dodson was pretty clear that obviously with two pro clubs, we can't afford we can't afford to be in a situation where we've got one team that are struggling. And you could probably argue that's been learned from Edinburgh because mm. they let them struggle for too long and yeah. rode the Glasgow coattails. Um, so, you know, ultimately, I think we're we're in a bit of a reset phase, certainly over this side of things. And I think you guys, um, the only concern from me and you guys, you know, it's that second season syndrome. Yeah, and we've seen it seen it quite a few times across across all manner of sports. But I think Mike Blair's too clever a coach that that's going to be a problem. I think he's got a lot of plans up his sleeve, and I think you guys are going to go strength to strength. Uh, and I think with a good coach, we've got we've got the potential over here to to go with that as well. And hopefully next season will be really exciting. I yeah, I I, I hope we you know. Mike Blair has a, a, a genuine Tooney vibe about him. Um in that Yes. And and you know, in that I think he's got the he's got the ability to take Edinburgh to a pro you know, to a URC win. Um now that we've got the South African teams in, there's 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 more pressure and there's Hard more you, you're gonna have to do more you're gonna have to do more work. But I I I can see him going through that, taking us to a win, then becoming Scotland coach. Yeah. Um. And, and then you know that I could see it happening. I'm not saying it's gonna, but I can see it happening. What we need to do is, and and just as we just you've just mentioned this, we need to ensure that we've got two incredibly strong. We dropped the border. Cami took a lot of heat online when he said we we dropped the border reavers for that when he was being, when he was talking about Glasgow's last last game. Yeah. Um. You know we did. You know what we did. What Wales are not allowing them themselves to do. The 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 um their governing body to do. We dropped um a, a, a non-surviving pro team to 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 circle the wagons and and properly fund both of our pro teams. Um, we need to be in a situation where they're both fighting for URC titles and they're pushing as hard as they possibly can. Um, so, but then that's in the, that's in the. I also want women's rugby funded properly. So, you know, I want my cake and I want to eat it as well. Well, I think there's plenty of cake. That's to be true. honest, Craig, I think that's there's true. plenty of cake, and I think we should be we splitting that splitting that cake a wee bit more equitably. But uh, let's call it a day on the the council telly for tonight. Um, it has been obviously we've given you give you we've given you plenty of content. What could you ask? Yeah. What more could you ask for? Well, what? you could ask for another hour of this. Yeah, absolutely. I, sorry, I, I didn't. I, I did mean to interrupt because I actually meant I actually interrupted you. But um, what I would do want to do is make sure I don't know if Billy, um, who is uh, asking a couple of questions on the on our on our um, on our comments, um, is a Patreon or not. So I want you to answer at least one of these questions. Well, do you know um, what? Let's uh, do that before, right. Before uh, we head away, are Glasgow heading for a temporary coach before we they get a quality appointment? Uh, you say yes, I say no. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, do Glasgow need a new 10? Yes, 100%. Uh, 
well, I would say they need to utilise the tens they've got. Um, I think, I think we've tried to... You know, Sorry, I think we've tried to utilise the tens we've got. I think one of them is substandard and always was substandard and was shipped off because he was substandard. Uh, I think one of them has been un- underutilised by the coach uh, and one of them has been overplayed. So I think we have two competent tens and I think we need one more. Okay, there you go. And Duncan Weir can go and do one. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, sorry, Billy. Hopefully you're a Patreon, Billy, and you can come and join us. If not, patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. Come and join us, £3 a month. Um, But I will now try and figure out how to switch these off for the various streams. that uh, Because Cammy still hasn't told me which ones to switch off. Anyway, it is goodbye from me, goodbye from Craig. If you are coming over to join us on Premium Telly, Sky Sports, Come and join us. Looking forward to more chat about the season review. Otherwise, uh, as I said, goodbye. And it's it's a season goodbye. It is goodbye. We are we are done for the season. So it's amazing. I'm it's sorry. Uh, been a long, long, interesting season, and it's been a really good, uh, uh, a really good season for uh, spending time in the pod. And that's uh, that's been to... a full year with the pod. So it it's is, yes. Are you looking forward to resting your glutes? For the for in the off season and just getting everything back into shape and then get ready for pre season when it comes. Well, I've started thinking about pre season already and I'm not looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. <laughs> pre season for us tends to be: can we get some beers and talk about a book, or can can we you know can we do a gladiators episode? Um, so you know anyone that's got any ideas as to what pre season for the Scottish Rugby Podcast should look like. Get it over to us. Uh, we're more than happy to try anything you put forward, except, well, that is a bold statement. So clearly, you know, obviously that would be taken on advisement. Uh, nothing illegal, nothing silly. Um, but we would we would try pretty much anything. Um, so, yeah, pre-season will be upon us in due course, but we're finished for the season. I, I It's been an absolute pleasure having you along as well, Craig, uh, for those freemium users who are, who are with us. Um, Really glad to have you on board, and it's been a great, great fun sparring with you this year. Um, it's been great, yeah. Has been fantastic. People, people, it's funny because people think we have this like people are like, "Oh, you and Craig don't get on." It's like, no, we get on really, really well. Actually, we got on really well. It's just we don't give a fuck. Fuck. Yeah. And <laughs> we don't give a, we don't uh, give a uh, yeah, yeah, a tie dish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we banter off each other really well. And we both play our play our respective roles very well. So uh, it's been a pleasure, dude. Uh, let's get these let's get these preview people switched off because uh, they're getting the fuzzy screen now. So they're going to have to subscribe to the channel if they want the real deal. Okay, well that's the babe, that's the ten minute preview of Babe Station finished. And babe Station uh, is finished. Babe uh... Station is finished. <laughs> right, you need to start calling now. Yeah, call take go gyrate a wee bit for you. Will Whoa! Bile. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's do that. <laughs> oh no, I don't know what I'm doing.